We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have referred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Jokic dribbles behind his back. Gary Harris, he goes baseline, reverse side, layup off the window and down with that English spin move again. Rebound comes down to Jokic in the front court. Beasley's got an alley-oop. Dump! Two hands! Jamal Murray, Barton dumped it all. Joker put it back up and in! Murray for three! Yeah! This thing is over! Balling like we Jokic, Jokic, Welcome into another episode of the BSN Nuggets podcast. I am once again your host for the week, Andre Simone, filling in for Harrison Wind, who will be back next week. Very excited for that. I thank those of you who've reached out. This has been a real delight to take over for Harrison. I thank him for uh, entrusting me with his phenomenal podcast I got to tell you, few of the few people know, but when I first started off on this crazy journey that is, uh, you know, pursuing a job in sports media, my first love was was basketball. That's what I tried to find openings in. The opening I found for the blog and podcast I I first started on was in football. From there, I just took off that college football, NFL you know, really got into the, all the draft stuff and started doing all the film. And then, you know, I went down another rabbit hole of stats and gambling and all that. Um, but basketball has always been, you know, right up there. One of my true loves in sports. So it's been phenomenal uh, to be able to do this, talk a little draft, talk a little international hoops, talk some of those analytics and win projections. Um, I've just enjoyed it so much. Before we start, though, I want to remind you that we are presented by Total Beverage, who delivers to most of the metro area, and they have the lowest prices in the state. They now offer CBD products. That's right. From drinks to gummies, you can enjoy CBD products on your next visit. Don't let our offer pass you by. You can order today and receive 30% off your purchase of $25 or more, and you can get it delivered right there at your home. Can't beat that. Thank you, Total Bev, for their great service, as always, and for presenting this podcast. Today, what we are doing, I am very excited for World Cup Preview. We're going to give out preview awards because it starts on the 31st. You'll be hearing this 
on the 29th. It is almost here. Real basketball. I'm so excited for this. It's crazy. We're going to start off by talking about the three nugs. We're going to bracket it up, go through it all, go through the key matchups in the in the big stage of the tournament, give out our awards. I can't wait. I had a blast preparing for this. So let's dig in. For starters, the biggest Nuggets storylines coming into this tournament. I mean, it all starts with Nikola Jokic, obviously. For one, please, load management, please, everything be okay. Knocking on wood, stay healthy, get through this, get yourself a medal, show the world what kind of a phenom this guy is, especially in this setting where... A little less spacing, a little more shooting and skill. It kind of saps away the athleticism with some of the goaltending and uh, fouling that you can do in here. Um, So Jokic might shine even more so in this kind of a setting. Most of all, I'll be interested to see how he behaves in these twin tower type looks that Serbia's used early, you know, in these exhibitions and I really think is going to be one of their go-to lineups with him and Boba Marjanovic, who at this level is truly dominant. I can't wait to see those two guys in the bigger matchups. But how does Jokic handle that when teams go small on him? Uh, how's he going to, because he's going to be the guy who has to, you know, he might end up guarding a, a stretch four or a, a real three while Boban's getting the one big man that's in the lineup in a small look. Uh, He's going to have to play further out from the hoop. The spacing isn't going to be there all that much with Boban. So uh, Jokic needs to create that. How much will they let him, you know, take rebounds coast to coast, run the offense through him? Obviously, they give him a lot of touches in the post, and he'll run it from there. He'll take a lot of touches from the top of the key, seeing more of that evolution, how he works with, you know, the Michiches, the Bogdanoviches, the Tildosic, uh, those those teammates of his on the perimeter, everything about that, and how far can he take this Serbian team? But most importantly, how does he play defensively and offensively in these twin tower looks where they're asking a lot of him because they're pairing him with a, a dominant but limited big man to just being a true big man under the hoop. Outside of Jokic... We're obviously looking at Juancho. I really think this could be a breakout tournament for Juancho, but he's going to have to break out from some old habits and really just assert himself and take over and let that national pride kick in and be the best Juancho that he can be on both ends of the floor. He's going to be a key starter for this team. They're going to feature him in lineups where he's out there with Ricky Rubio and Marc Gasol. I've talked about how important that is. Those guys are great passers, great IQs. They want to play fast. They're really skilled. Rudy Fernandez will probably be in that starting five with them and probably Victor Claver, who can run up and down the floor, do some of the dirty work as far as a rebounder and stuff. But he's right there. They're going to expect him to hit open shots. He's going to need to attack closeouts. He's going to need to, you know, beast on some boards and remind people that he is an NBA player. This is a guy that went 15th overall not too long ago. We need to see that. And then it'll be really interesting to see how Juancho behaves himself if he is asked to play more minutes at the three, which I think he'll be asked to play a decent amount because his athleticism in this type of tournament definitely plays up 
as a three more so than in the in the NBA for sure. Matchups against Giannis Antetokounmpo, Danilo Gallinari, Sedi Osman, the other NBA wings in this tournament. Uh, those Argentinian kids I was talking about on the last pod. There's you know there's some there's some talent here. So you, Joe Ingles, if that happens, um, he's gonna have to be at the top of his game for Spain to go and get to a medal. Because right now they're on the outside looking in. Juancho could be key. Juancho could is one of my candidates to be the breakout star of this tournament. He's going to have to do it on both ends. He's going to have to do it on the boards. And really, this could be a big tournament for him, not just as a nugget, but in in finding another way if the Nuggets can't get him the rotation minutes that maybe his talent warrants. And then... On Team USA with Mason Plumley, be interested to see if there's ever a moment where one of the few veterans on this Team USA is leaned on in a big game, in a game that's a little tight in the second half and needs uh, some vet- some of his veteran savvy, whether it's a hustle play, whether it's a smart pass you don't expect, whether it's a flashy finish, maybe one of his uh, reverse dunks that he's so good at. Will Plumley have that key moment? You know, he's going to be asked to do a lot because Miles Turner can be inconsistent, and there's a lot of talent at center in this tournament. We've talked about that already when we ranked our top 20 players, Harrison and I, and I in the whole tournament. That was fun. Go and re-listen to that if you haven't already. That'll get you prepared for this tournament nicely. Um, but yeah, Plumley, I'll just be looking for what big moments can he get and will they lean on him as a veteran presence, as a center that has more uh, to give offensively than, than really what I've seen from the, the few big friendlies that they had or the big exhibition games that they've had in preparation for this tournament. All right, let's jump right in. This is going to be where we do the first part of our bracket. So this starts round-robin style. You have groups A through H, 16 groups, Four teams in each group, 32 teams. That's going to get cut down to 16. The top teams from each group, round-robin style, go on into four other round-robin groups. So these are the four other round-robin groups. This is what I'm predicting. Group I, which is the first of these groups, will be made up of Team Poland and Team China from Group A. With those teams, Group A is... Just, I mean, with all due respect to the Ivory Coast, to Venezuela, even to Poland and China, fine, fine nations, fine, you know, it's great that they're in this. This is one, uh, such a weak group compared to so many of these others. I don't know how that worked, but anyways, China and Poland make it. I'm not too confident about that Poland pick, but frankly, it doesn't matter because I definitely don't have them going to the next round. In Group B, the two teams that will be in Group I with uh, China and Poland. I am picking Russia and Argentina. This is far from one of the best Russian teams we've seen over the years. Um, But they do have some top... I mean, that's the problem. Even their top European guys aren't there. Like, top, top superstars. Um, The Shveds, the Shveds of the world. Um, But that's okay. They're still, you know, good enough to beat out Korea and Nigeria to make it through. And 
those are the two teams that I actually have making it through Group I, which is easily the worst group because after that, Group J is going to have Spain in it and Tunisia as the representatives from Group C. Tunisia beating out an Iranian team that has a ton of size and a Puerto Rican team that's going to be interesting to watch, fun to root for. Tunisia has the two best players of this group. Um, Michael Roll, naturalized American, uh, shooting guard, small forward wing, and Salah Meji, who's uh, been in the NBA the last few seasons, um, kind of bounced around big man. So Tunisia makes it through, and they're going to be joined by Italy and Serbia who come from Group D. And all of a sudden, Group J, which is the second group of the round of 16, has Spain, Tunisia, Serbia, and Italy. That's way more talent than Group I. I have Spain and Serbia passing through. Serbia as the one seed here. Spain as the two seed coming from Group J. Now things get real because Group E is where Team USA is in. This group's no joke either. You have Turkey, lots of top European players, led by Seti Oshman, um, a few other NBA players in that mix. Czech Republic, uh, Thomas Sadoransky is leading the way there, and Japan with Ruchi, Rui Hachimura. It's no Group A, it's no Group B, but still the U.S. should pass easily here and is joined by Turkey, who edges out the Czech Republic. They, in Group K will be joined by Greece and Montenegro, who's going to beat out Brazil and New Zealand. New Zealand, Stephen Adams isn't in this. Could you imagine if he was, um, how much talent there'd be, even more talent at center in this tournament? Uh, Montenegro has Nikola Vucevic, so they kind of ride him to this point. And that Group K becomes tough because it's tr Turkey, USA, Greece, and Montenegro, NBA talent on all four of those teams. The U.S. and Greece make it through. I would not be... This is really going to come down to um, the U.S. against Greece in that head-to-head -head for who's going to be at the top of this group, who's going to be the one seed there. I would not put it past Greece to beat out Team USA, and that could really change things because they play the best teams from Group L, but I do have the U.S. as the one seed, Greece as the two seed, but I think it's close. And then Group L is made up of France and Germany representing the Group G. They edged out DR and Jordan. Not much to say there. Haven't followed too much. Group H is no cupcake either. You have Canada, Senegal, Lithuania, and Australia. The two representatives from that group are going to be Lithuania and Australia who joined France and Germany loaded group it was tough to know who's going to pass but I think it's France is the one seed though I'm not convinced and Australia as the two seed Oof. that's going to lead us to the quarterfinals and we're going to get to those on the other side of this break if you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. 
You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. But I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. Uh, wines, I find them extremely helpful in, ha in helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. Hey, welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BSN Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer and it's established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and people's personal favorites, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic amber ale. For the purposes of this World Cup podcast, American Amber Ale, you know who they're rooting for. They just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky. If you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard of it yet, it's a delicious summer beer. Coal shale for the beer enthusiast. For those of you who don't know what that means, it's just a delicious summer beer with a perfect uh, flavor to it. So nice and crisp. It's been great. Look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breck beer. And make sure you also look for our different events on our website because we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of those. All right, let's get to the serious stuff. Whew, left it on a bit of a cliffhanger. It's going to be setting up this way in the Elite Eight. Argentina against Spain. We saw that matchup. We we just talked about it in the exhibition game uh, that, that they played when we analyzed Juancho in the last podcast. Argentina played him close. I think Spain edges him out here. Spain's incredibly lucky that this is the first matchup they have because the other matchups are killers, but Spain automatically getting into the semifinals this way. Then we have USA against Australia. We just talked about two games like that recently. Uh, didn't go so well for the U.S. in the second game. Whew. That's already a barn burner right there. That's going to be one of the best games of this entire tournament. Kind of the revenge game. You know, Popovich will be in that team's ear getting them ready. Now, if, as I was hinting to, the U.S. doesn't finish first in their group and lose head-to-head -head against Greece, they would end up in the other side of the bracket. They would play most likely France, the winner of Group L, which I guess that's a slightly tougher matchup than Australia. You don't have the exciting, um, you know, storyline of how the Aussies just beat the U.S. and got that 78-game win streak. 
um, you know, put a put an end to that. But you'd get, I mean, France has some savvy veterans, and they've got Gobert, Poirier, Twin Tower looks they can do, Nando De Colo, Evan Fournier scoring from the wing. You have Batum there giving him length, a more NBA pedigree. Frank Nelikina, who, you know, defensively, at least at length, can do some stuff. Elio Kobo. So they've got talent there. <sighs> Less veteran talent, but could match the U.S. with their athleticism. So anyways, that would be an interesting matchup too. And if the U.S. finishes second in their group, that would mean that in the semis, they'd almost certainly play Serbia. So that would change how the next round of the bracket goes as well. This is another game. Just like I think the U.S. will be first in their group, I'm not. I wouldn't pencil it in or I wouldn't write it in pen or, uh, you know, edge it in stone. Same thing goes with this quarterfinal matchup against the Aussies. Uh, They're going to have to find a way to contain... Patty Mills, you know, Marcus Smart isn't fully healthy. They're going to need him to have a big game defensively guarding Patty Mills. Uh, Joe Ingles didn't play well in game one against the U.S. He played way better in game two, and that gave him fits. And I expect Ingles to be on top of his game in this type of game. So who's going to step up? Who's going to match that? Is it going to be Harrison Barnes, who's kind of been that veteran guy? Is Tatum going to break out of his shell? Is Jalen Brown, who's had his moments, going to do it? Is Chris Middleton going to be reliable? Because he's probably the best player of that group, but he hasn't been great so far. And, you know, they're going to need a big game from Miles Turner. Andrew Bogut cannot dominate Brooke Lopez and Mason Plumley the way he did in that second game against Australia. Popovich is going to throw that small ball lineup at him when they go with Baines and um, Aaron Baines and Andrew Bogut. And, you know, that's going to be whoever he's trusting at the moment. It's going to be Kemba for sure. Probably Donovan Mitchell, who needs to have a huge tournament. He's been going to Tatum as kind of that small ball four. Jalen Brown, maybe Joe Harris instead of uh, Jalen Brown. And Harrison Barnes has kind of been the stabling force in those small ball lineups. So lots of interesting matchups. I am picking the U.S. to pass. They will face Spain then in the semifinal. Other side of the bracket, we have Serbia against Russia. There's a little uh, history there. I think Serbia is just way more talented. Russia wasn't even certain to make it through to this round. Uh, So that's kind of an easy matchup for them, much like it was for Spain. And then France against Greece. Clash of the Titans. Tons of NBA talent, tons of NBA length here. And, I mean, here's the thing. The team with more NBA talent currently is France. The team with the best player is Greece, with Giannis, of course. And Greece might be deeper and have more uh, top-notch European talent, which is something we talked about Uh, when I did the best players that aren't in the NBA in this tournament, the Nicolaitis, the Costa Slaukas, you know, Georges Princess. They have a ton of talent on this team, lots of vets, especially on the guards. So this was a really tough pick, but I think uh, 
I think I got to go with Greece here over France. And, I mean, I just don't think anyone... I guess Batum can do something against Giannis, but it's not going to be enough. Um, France is going to have the size advantage. They're going to be a little more athletic, though, you know, uh, Giannis's brothers are on this team too, so they can throw lineups like that at you. Oof, that's going to be one of the best games of the entire tournament. So anyways, I have Greece going on to play Serbia. Spain against the U.S., this is where I think it ends for Spain, though it's going to be really interesting to see how um, how Juancho can do against whoever Pop throws out in that game, uh, especially the, the threes, you know, the Tatums and the Middletons will be interesting. I just don't think Spain has enough, but I think they'll be inspired. And look, if Rubio has the game of his life and kind of, can affect Kemba defensively, anything is possible. Uh, and Rubio's been hot. He's He's been score, a, a lot more assertive scoring. So, And I think that'll continue even against Team USA. And Marcus All for one game can be, you know, do a lot of damage. But anyways, USA goes on to the final. They have to win the group to do that, really. And they have to beat Australia, who I think is a tougher matchup. Serbia and Greece, another great game. This reminds me a bit of Nuggets Clippers where Serbia is the deeper team. Serbia has the the higher IQ, let's say, more team ball. Greece has more of that length, uh, wing talent. So each team's strength is the other team's weakness. I think Serbia prevails, though, because of their depth and because of, because of Jokic. Uh, but, you know... Games like this, FIBA games, it's going to be who's hot shooting both these teams. It'll The margins will be that close. And then Serbia Team USA. The matchup we all wanted to see, it's Gasol and it's going to be Plumlee against Jokic going at it. Uh, will Pop match some Twin Tower looks with Plumlee in the lineup with a, a Turner. Uh, how will Serbia stop Kimba Walker? How will they overcome some of the athletic deficiencies? But, you know, Teodosic and Bogdanovic can do some damage. Boban's going to be there doing some damage. I'm calling it. It's, it's Serbia wins here. And I think the U.S. is no guarantee to even make it to the medal rounds. So... I'm just a bigger believer in Serbia. Who's going to have, outside of that semifinal matchup with Greece and the final, obviously, it's not going to be the toughest road for them. So that's kind of interesting. Um, with that, we we end our predictions portion. We'll be back in just a moment to give you our final award predictions. Welcome back to the BSN Nuggets podcast. Final segment here Andre Simone, your host, finishing off this World Cup, FIBA World Cup 2019 preview. We've gone through our predictions. Now it's award time. Before we do that, quick shout out to our sponsor, Total Beverage. 30, 30, 30, 30, dirty 30. That's right. Total Bev is giving the BSN fam 30% off your purchase of $25 or more. Use code BSN2019 
online or on the Total Beverage app. Download today. All right, hope uh, that didn't catch you too off guard, but I think sometimes it's better to to surprise you with these promos. Um, anyways, I had fun with that. I love that read. Um, yeah, let's jump into the awards. Where to start if not MVP? And, you know, I mean, it's going to be basically the top guys on our list of best players in this tournament, starting with Giannis, Jokic, Kemba, Donovan Mitchell. I think outside of that, you know, uh, Spain shocks the world. Marcus All could be in the mix. Australia upsets the U.S. Uh, it could be a Patty Mills. It could be a Joe Ingles. It could be, more importantly, uh, a Bogut, who uh, really surprised me in that second game against the U.S. Um, who else? I guess a Boba Marjanovic would be a dark horse. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovic could be a super dark horse. On the U.S., I really think outside of Mitchell and Kemba, ugh, that you know, those are the candidates. I guess Rubio could be another one. If Spain shocks the world, they upset the U.S. in the semifinal. Definitely Rubio uh, could be right there for some award consideration. France, Gobert, I, I just don't think he affects the, the... He affects offensively in the FIBA game with you know some of the scores they have on that team. I don't know that his impact will be that big. But hey, France upsets Greece and Serbia. Uh, yeah, absolutely, he'd be in the MVP running. Obviously, given my pick, Jokic and Serbia going all the way, it's Jokic for me. That's my pick. Um, next, top scorer. This is, I mean, the obvious choice is Giannis. Though, you know, that, that Greek team has a lot of scoring. They have some some veterans who might have the ball in their hands a little more, and he might defer a little bit and try to focus more on the defensive end and pushing up and down the court and finishing at the rim and kind of be more of that physical presence. But, yeah, Giannis is the obvious answer. I'd stick with that. My runners-up are um, Danilo Gallinari, who on a pretty poor Italy team, at least with how they've played, uh, should take over and score a lot of points. Patty Mills, they're going to need him to have some big games. Don't underestimate Kemba. Like I've said it time and time again, it's almost getting annoying. Kemba Walker is huge for Team USA. They're going to have to rely on him more than Team USA has had to rely on anyone since uh, the Dream Team days. You know, since NBA players have been playing in international competition, like Kemba's it. They're they're relying on him like no other. Donovan Mitchell is the other one. Could he have that massive tournament? But I think Kemba's too much of a, you know, countering force. Uh, so if Mitchell scores a lot, that's probably better for Team USA. But then that lessens the chances of either to be the top scorer. Fournier could be another one. I mean, that guy gets his buckets. And look, it's probably going to be none of these guys. It's probably going to be like a guy from the Dominican Republic or I don't know, Germany, Max Kebler, someone in, in New Zealand who I'm not thinking of. Maybe Thomas Sadaransky would be a good pick for that too. Uh, Rui Hachimura, kind of a quiet pick there. Um, yeah, those are a few options for you, but uh, Giannis, obvious favorite. 
Gallo, to me, the runner-up. Don't underestimate Marco Bellinelli either for Team Italy. Breakout performance. Who's going to have that breakout performance? Um, Juancho, big candidate. I thought about Ricky Rubio, but I'm not sure he would count. Vincent Poirier, I've talked about him a few times, the second center. Uh, you know, for France, he's going to be huge. Vasily Micic, the 76ers owned second round pick and point guard for Team Serbia is right up there. But look, this is Bogdan Bogdanovic. It's his award to lose. I think to a lesser extent, Boban Marjanovic could be that other selection, but it's a toss up between those guys. I think it's Bogdan, though. I think he's going to have a really big tournament. Don't put it past Milos Terdosic to have a big tournament either. Uh, though I'm not sure. Is he a breakout? Uh, hard to say. And then best hypothetical one-on-one matchups. I couldn't come up with anything. We've mentioned some throughout that will be interesting with Juancho. Uh, some like Batum, Giannis. Yeah, interesting because they can kind of match up with each other. But not super interesting. The most interesting to me would be Gobert-Jokic hypothetical matchup. Not sure that would really work out with how the bracket unfolds. Um, But I guess, no, no. In the semifinal, it could happen if France beats Greece with how we have it predicted. That's the most interesting. Gasol against Jokic, which I guess would only happen in a hypothetical final round matchup. Yeah. Oh, no, it would happen in the second round robin. That'll be a good one. You know, they're so similar. Uh, Jokic is kind of Gasol 2.0. And then Plumlee against Jokic and Miles Turner. Other two matchups I'll be looking out out for. That'll be fun. So, yeah, that's our that's our awards. I'm going to spare you coach of the tournament because, frankly, I don't know enough about these coaches. Though we have some NBA guys, you know, aside from Popovich, Nick Nurse for... Uh, Oh, gosh. Team Canada, of course. Um, Scariolo for Spain, who's an assistant in Toronto. Um, So we've got some interesting ones out there. With that, uh, we're done. World Cup preview. We're ready in just a couple more days. It'll be here. Can't wait to watch all that great international basketball. I am Andre Simone. You've been listening to the BSN Nuggets podcast. Thank you so much. We will be back tomorrow for our last podcast of the week. Have a great day, everyone. Talk to you then. The Colorado Golf Association is dedicated to preserving, improving, and serving the game of golf here in Colorado. And right now they're conducting their annual Dream Golf Vacation Raffle. Ed May, Executive Director of the Colorado Golf Association, gave us some more info on what exactly you can win if you enter. We had six grand prizes this year and 40-plus other prizes. So the the big ticket items, so to speak, or the grand prizes are a trip to the BMW Championship, including VIP access, thanks to our partnership with BMW. Uh, We have trip to Streamsong, we have a trip to Bandon Dunes, we have a trip to Sand Valley, and then we have what I think might be the coolest, a chance to take uh, a 7 Series BMW down to Telluride to play in a CGA-only event. The raffle tickets will go on sale on our website, coloradogolf.org. Tickets are $40, and you know all the proceeds from the raffle are going to support youth development in the state of Colorado. So you're making a great donation to a great cause, but you're also having a chance to uh, really have a fantastic dream golf vacation.
For a chance to win, be sure to go to coloradogolfassociation.org.